To think for yourself and question authority is not only your your uh, pleasure to think for yourself; it's your duty. You got to think for yourself in the information age. You want to reclaim your mind and get it out of the hands of the cultural engineers who want to turn you into a half-baked moron consuming all this trash. Teaching people how to use their head. The point is that in order to use your head, you have to go out of your mind, your mind, your mind, your mind. Free your effing mind, a podcast about empowering you as an individual. I want to talk about a subject that could be a barrier to you reaching your full potential because it creates some confusion in life. And that is bullshit information. Under the category of bullshit information, I guess you could put disinformation, fake news, straight up lies in the media. We are living in the information age. We have more information than we have ever had. The futurist and inventor Bucky Fuller estimated that up until 1900, human knowledge doubled approximately every century. But by 1945, it was doubling every 25 years. By 1982, it was doubling every year. In retrospect, this may sound a little quaint since experts now estimate that by 2021, human knowledge is doubling about every 10 to 12 hours. That's a lot of information. That's a lot of bullshit. Of course, it's a double-edged sword. I like having all this information. It helps me out. I'm able to go pull up statistics and read the biography of an old, amazing pitcher by the name of Rube Waddell. You guys have probably never even heard of this character, but he's phenomenal. I was able to grow mushrooms in my kitchen by watching YouTube videos. Yeah, psychedelic mushrooms. You nailed it. I also was able to make my own deodorant by finding a recipe online. So the information's great. There's a trade-off there because there's some information out there that's complete bullshit. Like the earth is flat. Light beer will get you laid. (laughs) That's on a small scale. On a large scale, There's bullshit information such as, we are offering you the choice between two old-ass men for your presidency, and we are actually giving you the illusion of actually having a choice. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, we really don't have a choice. It's, It's one rich lying bastard and another rich lying bastard. This is also kind of like misinformation, right? There's fake news. There's propaganda. There's Alex Jones says, insert whatever Alex Jones says. There's more and more disinformation, more and more bullshit out there. What makes this information worse is the manner in which it is shared, the manner in which it travels to and from you. Not only is there an increase in the volume of news content that is consumed on social media specifically, but the ecosystem within which it operates is also increasingly balkanized, polarized in which networks of users with most, will mostly consume and share information that conforms to their already existing worldview. This is where algorithms come into play. Oh, you're a Trump supporter? Let me throw you some more Trump news, like positive Trump news. Oh, you're anti-Trump? Let me throw you some anti-Trump news. These are, of course, conflicting perspectives, and it ends up suppressing one side of the argument. And these algorithms feed right into it and become It becomes an impenetrable cycle, what are called online echo chambers. Have you heard of that? This is a structure that reinforces the beliefs of its members. You're a conservative, let's say, and you have conservative viewpoints. The algorithms will just 
keep pushing those conservative stories your way. Uh, the conservative stories that are you know positive, the anti-liberal stories. Let's say I'm just using this as an example, not to say that you are either one of these. But you can see how you could end up in an echo chamber, correct? And you never really get uh, the chance at even an alternative point of view. The information is suppressed from that side. You'll never even get it. It'll never reach you. Another factor that's complexifying this is the way that the media profit structure has been built based on clicks. (laughs) The ad dollars come from clicks. So with a lot of this news, it's pumped out extremely quickly. There's no fact-checking going on. There's no time for that. A lot of it is just sound bites. People are just sharing sound bites. Media companies are creating as much clickbait as possible because they need to make money. They will share bullshit all day if it means they'll cash a larger check at the end of the month. And by the time you get to the bottom of what's really going on in the article, we've all moved on anyways. So you can't even point out that what they're doing, hey, you lied. Hey, you had something wrong last week in this article. Well, we've all moved on. The sharing of the media also goes unchecked for the same reasons. Nobody's got time for this. We just want people to like our stuff. We're just sending it on. I'm, I'm referring to the way it's shared in social media anyways. Seriously, t- think about the last time you shared an article. Did you actually read the entire thing? <laughs> Probably not. I've been guilty of it myself, I admit it. Let's go even further. Let's say you read the whole thing. Did you actually go and look into the sources of the article? You probably didn't. Neither did I, I admit. Another issue is the low cost of production for media. You can create videos for nothing. You can write blogs. It doesn't cost anything anymore to be... The cost of disseminating information has come down to virtually nothing. You can have a Twitter account, an Instagram account, totally free. You can have a blog, free. You can shoot video, put it up there on YouTube, anywhere, free. Back in the day, you had to own a media company. You had to buy airtime on television or radio. Not everybody had that luxury. So a lot of the voices were stifled. Usually, not always, but usually, if you saw something on television, it was somewhat credible. Occasionally, you'll still see a product sometimes at the store. It'll say, as seen on TV on the box. Now, what, what does that come from? That, be, that comes from a time when if you made it onto TV, it's because you were legit. Well, no longer is that the case. Scientology had a commercial during the Super Bowl. You understand where I'm going with this now? The cost of these things have come down. Go on YouTube right now and do a search for flat earth documentaries. <laughs> There's just like, it'll make your head spin how many documentaries there are. But on any squirrely idea, you can't even count on statistics anymore. You, you can't even count on actual studies or scientific research anymore because oftentimes there will be a, an agenda behind it. You know, some pharmaceutical company wants to push this drug through. So they pay scientists to do a study, and this, the data has been uh, pushed into a certain area. You can create situations where the data will give you what you want, and then you can put that out there as fact. And who really, who has time to even go digging into the methodology of these studies to, to call out the bullshit? Nobody. We just read the headline. This drug is very, very effective on kidney stones. Yeah, well, you know, 
well, on kidney stones, if you happen to take the drug at a full moon and you happen to be a male, you know, under 30, <laughs> then it works. We didn't see that in the study. It just says this is effective on kidney stones. What is the purpose of all of this bullshit information? Some of it is benign. Some of it's just to confuse you, muddy a conversation. Some of it is for political sway. They want your vote. Some want to just sell you some light beer and sneakers or mail order razor blades. In other words, some of them just want to legitimately pick your pocket. Some of them want your subscription or your reliance. Occasionally, you get the Nigerian prince that wants you to bail them out of jail and they'll send you $2.4 million if you do so. (laughs) We should take some of this very seriously because some of it threatens democracy. I came across an article in sciencedirect.com. It's called, Would You Notice If Fake News Changed Your Behavior? An Experiment on the Unconscious Effects of Disinformation. Uh, This paper provides evidence that fake news can be used to covertly modify behavior. It argues that current approaches to mitigating fake news and disinformation in general are insufficient to protect social media users from this threat, and it highlights the implications of this for democracy. It raises the need for an urgent cross-sectoral effort to investigate, protect against, and mitigate the risks of covert, widespread, and decentralized behavior modification over online social networks. Those are some big words, but basically what they're saying is they studied some people, they gave them fake news, and they noticed that it influenced their behavior. At the end, they're saying this could this has implications uh, for our democracy because people's behavior can be influenced by bullshit information. I'll post a link to the study so you can take a look at it. If you feel like it, you probably won't. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes. I don't know if I really need to give you any further examples of bullshit information, disinformation, fake news. I think we know what we're talking about here. I've covered some of the reasons why it's out there. What do you do about it, though? We need to learn how to cut through the bullshit. We are in the information age. We need tools now to cut through the information overload that exists. We need to teach the younger generations how to cope with all of this information, how to not be duped by it, be confused by it how to not be made insane by it, how not to lose your life savings by it, how to not vote inappropriately by it. All of these things that can happen. I don't think it's reasonable for me to expect you or anyone else to do the most effective thing, which is to just shut your smartphone off and go live in the woods like Henry David Thoreau. That would be foolproof because then you could just Stay away from all the bullshit. And as Henry David Thoreau said, you don't have to go searching for the important news. The important stuff will find you. It's not practical for most of us. We have to live with a smartphone. We have to live with social media. We have to use it. For a lot of us, it's our main form of communication with our friends and family. I came across an article that had some suggestions on how uh, certain institutions and organizations can help us deal with misinformation. But I'm not sure I trust organizations and institutions to fully help us. An example would be our government should foster more reliable traditional news sources, something like that. I don't know. Within that article, though, there were some educational suggestions. 
For example, funding efforts to enhance news literacy should be a high priority for governments. Uh, and, I, and I agree with that. We should be teaching our children what's called news literacy because, you know, it is hard for young people to distinguish false from real news. It's hard for young people to distinguish information that's authentic from disinformation. They need to learn how to evaluate news sources, not accept at face value everything that they see in the digital news landscape. We need to help young people become better consumers of online information. It's crucial as the world moves towards complete digital immersion. And money should be poured into institutions, nonprofit organizations, and schools that encourage news literacy. Unfortunately, my country spends so little on education that this is a barrier. But news literacy should be something that's taught. News literacy or media literacy will help children learn to think critically, become smart consumers of products and information, recognize a point of view, create media responsibly. News literacy or media literacy, as it's more commonly referred to, will help teach kids how to learn to think critically so that as they evaluate media, they can decide whether the messages make sense, why certain information is included, why other information was not included, what the key ideas are. They can learn to use examples to support their opinions. They can make up their own minds about the information based on knowledge they already have. It also teaches them to become a smart consumer of products and information. This is something we all need. Media literacy will help you learn how to determine whether something is credible. It helps determine the persuasive intent of advertising and and teaches you how to resist the techniques that marketers use to sell products or sell you ideologies. This is supremely important in the age of information. It teaches you how to recognize a point of view because every creator has a perspective. Every piece of news that you take in comes with a perspective. If you can identify an author's point of view, you know, it helps you appreciate different perspectives. It also helps put information in the context of what is already known, what the author is trying to do. It will also teach people to identify the role of media in our culture. From celebrity gossip to magazine covers to memes, media is telling us something, shaping our understanding of the world, even compelling us to act or think in certain ways. It teaches how to understand an author's goal. What does the author want you to take away from a piece of media? Is it purely information? Is it trying to change your mind, be persuasive? Is it introducing you to new ideas you've never heard of? You want to teach kids these things. You want to learn these things yourself. You want to learn media literacy. When you come across a piece of media, you want to ask, who created this? Why? Who is the message for? What techniques are being used to make this message message credible or believable? What details are being left out? Why do I think that might be? How does the message make me feel? These are the core goals of media literacy. And it's something that we all should familiarize ourselves with. Supremely important. And there should be funding for such courses. This isn't something that should just be taught to children right now in school. If you're a 35-year-old, you should still be able to go get a media literacy education somewhere provided by, I don't know, a nonprofit, our government. I mean, I hate to rely on such places, but you know. Or find ways to educate yourself in media literacy. I'm sure there are online courses that you can take. There are YouTube videos that you can watch. 
There are resources for you. I will try to find them and provide them for you. Some of the other tools that you need to cut through bullshit. Occam's razor. Occam's razor is a principle that we all should apply when going over information. When someone runs up to you and tells you that they've found Atlantis off the coast of Florida, Occam's razor will be your guide. Occam's razor will be able to give you the power to call bullshit. Occam's razor will come to your aid while you're telling this person that they're a complete idiot and that this is bullshit. What is Occam's razor, Jonesy? I'm glad you asked. Occam's razor is the principle that the simplest explanation for a phenomenon is always preferred. The simplest. It's the principle of parsimony. With a bunch of choices, choose the simplest. Go from there first. So when a jet goes by in the sky and it leaves a little trail, a plume, you will sometimes hear someone say, that is a chemtrail and those chemtrails are being put out here to poison us and or control our minds. They make us buy Air Jordans and video games. They're controlling our minds. (laughs) No, no, no. Occam's razor will be, no, that must be something to do with, I'm going to guess the fuel, the temperature. There's got to be, let's start with a more simpler explanation rather than jump into conspiracies. Occam's razor is anti-conspiracy. A lot of conspiracies can be cut down with Occam's razor. The 5G conspiracy theory that has been kicking around, that 5G is spreading coronavirus and people are burning 5G towers. I mean, no, no, this is not how coronavirus, this is not how a virus spreads through a cell phone service. Another principle that you should always have by your side is rules of evidence. People forget about rules of evidence. They just take everything at face value. Show me the proof, please. We don't hear that enough. Show me, don't tell me. What do you got? Because the jig is up. Bigfoot, show me a skeleton. I'm tired of this. Show me a skeleton. This creature's been roaming around for hundreds of thousands of years, not a single skeleton. We are finding skeletons from dinosaurs that lived 69 million years ago. You can't dig up one skeleton of a Bigfoot that's been around for 100,000 years? That should be a little closer to the surface in the archaeological record, closer than 69 million years deep. Crashed saucers is another one. You always hear this crash. The flying saucers have been crashing and they're recovering bodies and pieces of saucer. No, where? Show me. Where's the video? Where's the photo? Where's the piece of saucer that everyone claims is out there? Well, no, the government has it. The government? You think the government's been keeping this secret for 70 years? The government's been keeping this a secret. You think people in the government can keep secrets? They can't even keep their dick in their pants. You think they can keep a secret saucer? You're out of your mind. (laughs) Rules of evidence. You should provide it or shut the hell up. Another one. So we have Occam's razor. Rules of evidence. Here's the third one. Examine the messenger. Who is spouting this piece of information? Is this a credible human being or is this Alex Jones? Who is it? Is the website wearenotalone.net and every article is published by the same guy? There's no citations. There's no outside links. 
examine the messenger is so huge. If the person if the person seems like an idiot, you can throw away that information. So become adept at examining the messenger. This will help you find and avoid bullshit. Another tool is don't believe. Don't believe. People are so easy to believe. If you start from not believing, you're not going to go wrong here in the bullshit department. It's like innocent until proven guilty. We start from a priori not believing. You don't believe until someone proves otherwise to you. But start with not believing. Be strong about it. Stick to your guns. Require evidence. Examine the messenger. Get back to basic principles of first-person experience. Don't believe rumors. It's, I'm not believing until I have first-person experience. Everything else is hearsay. Of course, that's not going to always work because you can't always have first-person experience of what celebrity is sleeping with who, but you do the best you can. Also, here's a very helpful tool. Just say, I don't know. Be comfortable with not knowing. Be comfortable with open-endedness, without closure. Did Jeffrey Epstein have teenage sex slaves handed out to celebrities, politicians, and the royal family? I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know. It seems like it, but I really don't know. That's okay. It's okay to say, "Mm, I don't know. You're really not going to get into trouble that way. So move to the woods and say, I don't know. (laughs) Kidding. Now we have to take all of these tools that I've just mentioned, including media literacy, and apply them to the information. And we don't have time to sift through all this. Hopefully there will be some AI developed that can also be of assistance to us. It can sort of lump credible information together, raise flags on information that might be disinformation or fake. You're seeing this already on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, Social media is beginning to take steps to flag certain pieces of information that may uh, lack a credible source. There are websites like Snopes and factcheck.org and some other resources. They're actually pouring some time and energy into cutting through some of the fake news for you. So that's kind of helpful. I would imagine we will be using AI and technology to sift through a lot of the information out there to just give us a helping hand. There are bots that can do this, but you can't trust the technology completely. It will get better and better. But you also have to bring your own tools to the scenario, to the information. You have to be able to cut through this information yourself. You have to learn and develop these skills. It's so important going forward because I don't want you to be fooled. I don't want you to be fleeced. I don't want you to have your pocket picked. I don't want you to vote for a squirrely candidate, although they're all squirrely. I don't want you to be duped by even some weird ideology. I mean, if you give your money to Scientology, you're an idiot. I don't want to see you do it. If you give your money to Joel Austin, I'm going to slap you in the face. <laughs> or some like conniving little cult. 
we're just going to be more inundated with more bullshit going forward, more fake news, more disinformation. I've talked to some friends about this, and to them, the outlook is pretty bleak. They don't think that there's anything that can be done about it. It's just going to get worse and worse. And perhaps that's true. But I want to think that we can still develop some tools to help us along the way. We can't just settle for bullshit. We can't just settle for fake news and disinformation. We can't just be pushed around like victims in this information overload until our bank accounts are siphoned and we find ourselves in a giant mega church listening to Joel Osteen. We just wrote him a check. We don't want to end up like that. I want you to empower yourself to not end up like that. I'm going to put some links in the description of this episode of the sources that I've mentioned in the episode and also, and I'm going to put some links to sources so that you can educate yourself on some of these tools like media literacy and that you can move forward into the information age confidently knowing that you're going to be able to cut through some bullshit and you can teach your family and friends also to cut through bullshit because bullshit is a huge barrier to living a full life, a truthful life. A productive life. All right. Well, well, I apologize. There wasn't a lot of laughs in this particular episode, but this is a subject that is very tender for me. Uh, I feel very strongly about this, and it's a major concern of mine and a major concern for the future of all of humanity as the information age continues to have its grip on every corner of the world. And it's not practical to get away from the information. We can't all live in a tribal, pre-literate society. It's just not practical. So we have to learn and develop the tools to interpret the information. That way we can get the most out of it. We can be productive and we won't be harmed by it. If you like this episode, please give the podcast a review and tell a friend about it. You can always reach out to me funnyjones at gmail.com if there's something you agree with or don't agree with. I'm, willing, I'm open to hearing all sorts of opinions on this. Maybe you have some tips yourself that you could recommend that could help us all cut through bullshit, help us interpret information. Maybe you know of a technology that's on the horizon that could help the situation as well. Maybe you're a teacher of media literacy. Please reach out to me. And we'll see you next time on Free Your Effin' Mind.